Hi, family. Welcome to the Peace in the Middle podcast. My name is Wakia, and I'm your host. So today's topic is consider your source. So some years back, I had uh, was working at a company, and I decided I wanted to uh, go to another job. I wanted to get to another um, department in it within that same company. I went to the hiring manager, and I said, hey, you know, um, I've been working here. I don't know. I think I, I had probably been there for like a year, and I said, I would love the opportunity to cross-train into this other area. Well, he looked at me, and he said, you know what, Wakia, um, unfortunately, you don't have the experience, nor do you have the education to really um, go to that department. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> now, no, a girlfriend of mine had just got hired into that department. Um, she and I had the exact same background, and she also did not have the experience or the education to go into that department. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I digress. So, you know, as he told me that, I said, okay. I said, well, um, all right, I asked him, you know, to give me the actual criteria, the actual criteria that he was really looking for um, to get into that position. Because I couldn't really go by the job announcement because, again, like I said, my girlfriend was just hired there and she also didn't meet those things. So I wanted to know what his what the truth was. So when he started to explain to me that I lacked, you know, uh, lacked education and I lacked uh, experience in these particular areas, I said, all right. I went back. I did some self-assessment in all truth. In, in all fairness, he was absolutely true. I did not have the education, <laughs> nor the experience. Um, but I, listen, I'm a quick study. So I was like, I could do it. <laughs> put me in, coach, put me in. I can do it. Just, just put me down there. Um, but he was like, no, that's not going to happen. So I, I said, okay, no problem. I <clears throat> excuse me, went to school. Full, I worked second shift. I went to school full time during the day. Um, I did that to get my degree. So after I finished my degree, I came back to him and I said, hey, um, still checking out that position down there. I mean, y'all got a lot of stuff happening down there. Um, I would love the opportunity to move into this area. Would you Would you consider moving me into this area now? Um, at the time, they didn't have any positions open, but I was wanting him to know that once a position came open, I'm up. Like, I want to be in that, I want to be in that world. He came to me then. He said, well, again, Wakia, like I said, while you do now have the degree, you do not have the certs, nor do you have the education. You don't have the experience. Okay. <laughs> you know, again, all truth. I went back and I got a job first. I took time out um, and I did self-study and I got my cert. Not a big deal. I don't know. It took me, I don't know, maybe about two months. Took me my self-study, got, got my degree, I got my cert. And then... I went and got a part-time job. Um, well, I didn't, excuse me. I got a, I got a full-time job working at night because I was working second shift. I got a full-time job uh, working from 12 to 8 um, to, to get that experience. <clears throat> excuse me. So I did that actually for seven months to get that experience. So now by the time I come back to him, I have, now when I come back to him, a position is open. When I come back to him, I have my degree, I have my cert, and I have seven months of experience. Not to mention the fact that I'm still doing pretty doggone good in the shop where you already got me. So I go to him, you know, 
you know, just excited. Like, wow, I'm about to get this job. I'm so excited. You know, this is the next step of my career. I'm really looking forward to this movement. And he looked at me and he was like, well, <laughs> he's like, well, so here's the truth. The truth is that right now you're doing so well in your current department. Senior leadership really don't want you to move. They really want you to stay where you are. They're willing to give you maybe some promotions within that department, but we, they really do not want to move you to another department. So ladies, let me just tell y'all, that was the absolute wrong answer. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, because again, I have done all this stuff. You know, I'm trying to play by the rules. Um, and, and he's, he's not playing by the rules. Like he's, you know, he, you know, his, his scale isn't right. So I said, okay. Um, I said, I will consider, you know, other opportunities, um, within the organization. And then I went right back to my desk and I started looking for another job. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Within 30 days I was gone. Um, and so I, I say all that to say that, you know, when he first told me that, when he first said to me that, you know, you don't have the experience and you don't have the education. I initially did first thing, you know, my, obviously I'm human. So the first thing I wanted to do was like, what, what are you talking about? This, this woman just got this job. She ain't, she don't have any of that. Um, but instead of me doing it, I'm sure I probably did that. This, I'm sure I probably did that in, in some capacity because I was a little younger then. Um, but I re I remember sitting down and really doing some true assessments. And when I sat and did those true, that true up, I realized that he was absolutely right. He's absolutely right. I did not have the degrees and I did not have the educate. I did not have the certifications. I did not have the experience. I just did not, you know, um, while I believed in myself that I was quick enough to get it, to learn, I did not have, if I just go by what the, the job announcement said, I lacked it and I knew I lacked it. So I decided at that point to make some, some changes in my life and start to move in a direction where I want to move. Now, fast forward, what, two and a half years later, well, three years later, obviously he still didn't want to move me, but that was, a, that was okay because it turned out that the stuff that I had to go through anyway, that stuff was stuff I needed anyway. Like I still needed to get the degree. I still needed to get the cert. I still needed to get some of that experience because that was what ensured that when I moved to the next position, now I'm coming with a whole, my resume is so much, you know, my, my whole resume is so much better, you know, because I realized that, you know, what, well, you know, that stuff could not have hurt me. Like it was still going to make me better in the end, you know, but it all started with me doing this. Stuff. This all started with me considering who said what to me and then, <clears throat> excuse me, deciding to get up and move, you know, to move in whatever direction. So when he first told me that I wasn't, I wasn't qualified for the position, I received that because that was truth. But when I got to the, by the time I came back by the third time and he was like, well, hmm, yeah, well, nice, you know, the higher ups, at that point, I wasn't gonna receive what he had to say. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because the higher ups was trying to say, this is as good as I was gonna get. And I was telling him the devil was a liar. <laughs> I'm not, this is not as good as I'm gonna get. I still got a lot more potential here. And I'm not gonna allow you or anyone else to decide how high I'm gonna go. You see what I'm saying? That, that, you don't have that power to make that decision. And so then I decided to go ahead out here on my own and, you know, and find something else and move into another position. And that, and it turned out to be great. It, it turned out to be a great, a great, um, step for me. So I said, I, I wanted to talk about that just because I wanted to give you some, some context, some context around the whole concept of, 
um, considering your source, considering the words that you believe. Because some people will try to say stuff to you that is just completely not, not truth. It's just not truth. And then sometimes it's not even external people saying stuff to you. It's you saying it to you. <laughs> it's your inner me. You know what I'm saying? When we naturally think enemy, we think, you know, an external source, but it doesn't have to be. It could be your inner me is telling you that you're not good enough. Your inner me is telling you that you don't deserve this. Your inner me is telling you that, you know, because you screwed this up, you're never going to be able to get this. Your inner me. So if you go look at Genesis 3, Genesis 3 is where Adam and Eve first uh, eat of the fruit. That's the beginning. So they, in Genesis 3, it starts out with them walking in the garden naked. They just good with it. They walk in the garden naked and it literally says they are not ashamed. They are good. They just free. <laughs> they, you know, your kids go on for the weekend free. They, you know what I'm saying? They just free. You know, um, you know, they're just, they're just doing them free. So, uh, but then after they eat of the fruit, they say, they say they realized that they were naked. So they sewed fig leaves together and they covered themselves. Right. And then God is coming through the garden looking for them. And he says, where are you? They come back. Adam comes back and says, God, well, we realized we was naked and we were afraid. So we, you know, so we hit ourselves because we realized we was naked and you and we were afraid. God says, "Who told you you were naked?" I love that line. Like that line right there, for some reason, just sticks in sticks in my crawl. Like I I can just hear God just giving him that look. Like, who told you you was naked? Like obviously he's God, so he already knew the truth. <laughs> but I love how he asks these questions that make you just think, huh? Who told you? Who told you that? Who told you that you couldn't do this? Who, who told you you wasn't good enough for this? Who told you you being naked was a bad thing? Who told you that? You know, now, prior to them eating of the fruit and, and, and breaking the commandments, breaking the commandments, sinning, they didn't have any shame. They were good with themselves. They were okay. They knew they were enough. They knew that they was fearfully and wonderfully made and they were enough. They knew that God had took his time out and handcrafted them in all their um, glory and it wasn't all his glory and they were enough, you know, that he made them perfect. He made them just the way he wanted them to be. They didn't have a reason to cover themselves up. They didn't have a reason to, to feel bad about themselves. They didn't have a reason to look down on themselves. They didn't have a reason to um, shy away from anything, you know, they just didn't have a reason. But now, you know, about a couple, couple of verses later, now they, you know, they're, they're afraid, they're ashamed, they, you know, they're covering themselves up. And that's typically what we do, right? You would have a voice in your head that would say that you can't do this or that you don't deserve this or, you know, you shouldn't go after that or, um, you know, you know, somebody else should do it. You know, you should you shouldn't get over here and get involved in that. You know, that's not your fight. Somebody else should get involved in that. That's not that's not for you to do. That's not you know what I'm saying. You would have that voice that would tell you this, and so by default, you now cover yourself and you and you sort of 
you know, ball yourself up and I, you know, you sort of like round your shoulders out and you sort of just, you know, sort of sit back. And while you're watching everybody else do what they need to do, you sort of just sit back and you're not, you're not, you're not living in your fullness. You're not living in your truth. You're not, you're not being that person who God really wants you to be and calls you really to be. Because there's something in you that you have, your inner me has already told you that you wasn't worth it. And you didn't deserve it. But if you, if you, you can, you could choose to listen to that inner me and then you don't move, you sit right there. And then as time go on, you get bitter and you get, you start feeling all these kind of ways and you start having all these reasons why you didn't do, you didn't fulfill none of the things that you want to do. You know, there's tons of reasons why you didn't do it. Tons of reasons. And I'm sure in some capacity, they're all valid. However, there are some people out here who can have all those same things going on with them and they can move anyway. Because it's what they're deciding to listen to. They've already made it up in their mind that they were good enough. They've already made it up in their mind that they were going to move forward. So I'm always thinking about, you know, considering your source. Like who said what? Who, who is the one talking to me? So I love in John 10, 10, St. John 10, 10, where God comes right out and says real quick, <laughs> um, the enemy comes to steal, kill and destroy. That inner me doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, Satan himself. It could be the inner me. That enemy, if he's, you know, if he's not giving, you know, if he's coming to steal, kill, and destroy, he's telling you what you can't be. He's already, you know, sometimes it's something as some, something simple where you could have maybe fell. You know how some people are not good test takers. And I honestly believe that, you know, sometimes you could be a not good test taker, taker or you could have gone through something and that scar and that pain of that disappointment was so great, you don't have the courage to proceed to pursue it again. So it's not the fact that you're not a good test taker, it's the fact that you failed that test twice, so in your mind, you already believe you can't pass that test. So now, it's not even a test beating you. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like the devil maybe have stumbled you up those first two times, but now, he doesn't even have to do any more work now, because now you got it. You, you, you won't carry the torch yourself. <laughs> you know, you gonna tell yourself that you can't do it. You know what I'm saying? Whether you can do it or not, like you, we don't know. Third time's the charm. You know, fourth time's a charm. You know, you never know. But, you know, you don't, you don't even get to that point. You give up. You stop trying to play the game. Because in your mind, you've already decided that you're not worth it and that you can't accomplish it. So sometimes you really have to think about who is doing the talking and what voice are you listening to. So if I go back to John 10, 10, the first part of that voice, that verse says, the enemy comes to steal, kills, and destroy. The second part of that verse says, but I have come to give you life and give it more abundantly. That right there is a beautiful thing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, because at that point, God pretty much tells you right up front, you know, what position everybody's playing. He tells you the position of the enemy. He tells you his position. you have to make a decision which voice you're going to listen to. So if it's something that you're pursuing and somebody else is trying to tell you that that's not a thing, that you can't do this, you can't, you know, they, everything is a whole bunch of, you can't. 
or you know maybe you should consider this or you know i don't know if you want to move that i don't know if you want to move there i don't know if you want to you know go out to this position i don't know if you want to you know you know relocate to this area i don't know you know all this stuff but if you know that if that's what god is calling you to do and if that's what's in your spirit to do then you should move in that direction because his word says that he has come to give you life and give it more abundantly that means that he's going to give you that life right here on earth like you're supposed to have this abundant life right here not till you get to heaven when you get to heaven we're gonna have it anyway i mean it's gonna be party all the time <laughs> but on this earth though right here we're supposed to have life more abundantly right here. And that means you got to get up and go after it. So you can't listen to all the negative voices that's telling you this, that, and the third. You can't listen to, you know, who's saying you can't do it, what you can't do. You, you just can't. You can't listen to those voices. You can only hear, you need to listen to the voices that's going to speak life into you and your situation. And then you need to move. You need to get up. You need to, you need to, you know, move in that direction. You know, you're supposed, to, you're supposed to understand facts and speak faith. You know what I'm saying? You're supposed to understand the facts. You're supposed to get it. You're supposed to understand where you're, where you're flawed, understand where you need work, understand all these things, understand where there's things that you need to fine-tune, and then move in those directions. And you need to move immediately. You need not to delay. You need to keep, you need to move. Now, that does not mean you grind and you grind and you grind till you die because nobody's telling you to do that. <laughs> You know, you always should practice self-care. You should always get rest. You should always do all those kind of things. Um, but you need to be moving in a direction to accomplish that goal. Don't let anybody tell you what you can't do. And they can tell you, but you ain't got to receive it. You know? And, and that's where you have to be. You just have to make that decision. Of what talk are you going to believe? Consider your source. So thank you all so much for your time. I pray that this right here was helpful for you. I pray that it, it, um, it blessed you and that um, <laughs> you could use it somewhere in, in, in your walk. Um, again, if you have any questions or comments for me, feel free to reach out to me at waterwalkers.net. Um, go there. You can email me. You can call me. You can, you know, we can, we can talk about it. If you've got some content that you would like me to discuss that I have not had an opportunity to discuss yet, feel free to send me topics, um, send me information about, you know, something you want me to talk about. Um, but other than that, I just thank you all so much for your time. This is one of the best gifts that you can ever give someone is your time. So I am so blessed and so humble that you decided to spend any of it with me. Thanks again and be blessed. And I'll talk to you all soon. Hi there, family. Welcome to the Peace in the Middle podcast. My name is Wakia, and I'm your host. So, I recently just got back from a um, trip <clears throat> from the DR, from the Dominican Republic. I had a great time. Um, it's cold now <laughs> where, where I live, so, you know, it was really, it's always nice that uh, me and my husband always take time out in December to go um, away because this is actually when, this is our actual wedding anniversary too, so we like to take time out and actually get away, from, you know, just get away. So this year, we actually went out to the DR and it was great. You know, it was beautiful. Every day it was like sunny and, and you know, 80, 85 degrees. The resort was just absolutely stunning. Um, it was 
it was just a true, true, true blessing, really. So one of the things I want to talk about today was just joy. Just, you know, I've always wanted to be one, one of those people who had this unspeakable joy. You know those people. <laughs> you know those people who always come in the room like, good morning. <laughs> you know, they're just happy, happy, happy. Um, you know, they always have like a little light under their feet. They're just always, you know, they're always just in a great, great space. So some people are like that and some people aren't. You know what I'm saying? But I've always wanted to be one of those people. So I don't necessarily know what kind of person I am in that regard. I think I am more so, um, I think it all depends when I'm in my zone. If I'm in my zone, oh my goodness gracious, nobody would want to be around me because I am just this little ray of sunshine. <laughs> but when I'm not in my zone, you know, um, I, I tell my husband, you know, I'm, I'm just not in the right space. <laughs> so when I'm not in that right space, um, you know, I'm not as pleasant, you know, but I always strive to be pleasant. I always strive to look at the good thing, the, the good side of things. So one of the things that I noticed when, um, you know, as y'all know, I'm a people watcher. That's what I pretty much do. Um, so this trip, we decided not to do any excursions. We decided literally just to sit around the uh, resort and chillax. For those of y'all who don't understand, that's chill and relax together. You know, I, I specialize in chillaxing. So, so um, we sort of sat back and we just wanted to chillax. We just wanted to, you know, eat and and um, lay on the beach and just, you know, just relax. Talk to people, you know, watch people. Um, it was absolutely great. So coming from the uh, Mid-Atlantic area to go to a place like, you know, uh, Dominican Republic, in the Mid-Atlantic area, you know, we're all stressed, we all overwork, we're all running, 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 you know, now it's holiday season, so obviously people are, you know, you gotta fight to get into the mall, you gotta fight to get out of the mall. First of all, the fight starts just trying to get to the parking space. <laughs> you know, you're stalking people, trying to get to their parking spaces. Um, then once you get in the mall, you know, it's like this mad dash around trying to get stuff. And then even if you decide to shop online, which is a lot of people do today, it still is a lot of time and it's a lot of stress because you're still hunched over your laptop or hunched over your um, tablet or, or phone constantly shopping. So, you know, your body posture starts to change as you start to like do all that hunched over and you're, you're not really relaxed. You're still in this, this series of just, you know, being stressed because even with that, you know, you want to get the best gift. You want to get the best gift for whomever you're trying to get it for, but you also want a good deal. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So you're constantly, 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 you know, looking through tons of websites, looking through tons of, you know, um, you know, shopping tons of coupons. From time, you know, it's, it's just an endless, endless, endless cycle. And, and by you doing all that, eventually you get to the point where, you know, by the time you get to the 24th, you're just ready for this season just to be over. <laughs> you know, you don't have absolute enough of the whole situation. Um, and while the situation, the, the season started out to be like a joyous occasion, somewhere in the middle of it, you know, we sort of get all caught up in this us and... Um, it sort of it sort of fails, you know. Well, it's, uh, the the joy of the season sort of sizzles out a little bit, especially um, now if you have little ones, if you have little kids, the joy of the season is all there because they are just so so excited. I mean, they they probably drive you nuts because you know they're like, oh my goodness, can I just open one gift? Or oh my goodness, can I just look at this one little thing? Uh, you try to catch them messing with stuff underneath the tree, but that joy is still you know there. One of my best Christmases ever was when. Um, my husband and I got my son a, a go-kart for Christmas. And it was just like one of the best, 
best gifts. I mean, it was like right now today when I think about Christmas, in my mind, that is what Christmas still looks like to me. Um, I mean, he was so, 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 so excited. I mean, be, be, between screaming for us to hurry up and come downstairs, um, to say, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I can't believe this. You know, it was just an exciting, an exciting, exciting time. And, and like I said, today is still one of my best Christmases. You know, that is what Christmas looks like um, in my mind. Now, obviously, right now my son is grown, so you know. But and as you're, and when you get grown, it's a little different because when you get grown, um, and you don't have any little kids in the house, it is hard because you don't have that same level of excitement. I mean, I know plenty of adults who don't even, who, I know plenty of single adults who do not even put up Christmas trees. Like they really don't celebrate that season. They will uh, send gifts out, you know, and everything, but they don't really celebrate it, celebrate it in the, in the vein in which it which is intended, which is a place of love and um, gathering together and, and being joyful about, you know, the smallest things to be, to just celebrate the fact that this is when we celebrate the birth of our Lord and Savior. Like that is the purpose of this season. Um, while historically this may not be his date, this is the date that we have all chosen, um, to celebrate his birth. Right. Um, so because of that, just like Resurrection Sunday is the day we choose to celebrate his resurrection. You know what I'm saying? So it is, you know, this is what we choose to do. And so in these, in these times, we're supposed to have this, this, you know, this season's supposed to be about joy. <laughs> you know, it's supposed to be about this, this joyous feeling. So as I was down in the DR, I, you know, was watching people doing what I do best. Um... So when I go out of the country specifically, I love to take tours of the place where I am. Uh, not necessarily just doing like an excursion like zip line or anything like that. I want to like sort of go out and take a tour of that area. I like to understand where we are. I like to understand um, how other people live. Um, so I'm very, I try my best to be very observant. I try my best to see um, the people. I try to see where, where they are. And then that also humbles me beyond reason because I realize that these people um, who don't have much come and make my life amazing for the, you know, the week or whatever I spend with them. You know what I'm saying? And, it, and it's just amazing to me. So on this trip, what I noticed <laughs> was how, you know, you would be in, like, we would be in the restaurant. So a lot of times when we go to these places, like we went to an all-inclusive resort, usually when we go to these places, we would actually go and we would meet, um, we would actually go and we would eat a lot at the buffet because I like to have like a, a I like to have a smorgasbord of stuff to, you know, sort of a little bit of here, a little bit of there. Um, but this time we actually did, it was so many great restaurants at this, at this resort. We decided to just eat. We ate a lot of time at the restaurants. So one of the things that I really, what I realized when we was at these restaurants was how these people who don't have much would, they would just have this joy. Like they would have, so, okay, here's the deal. <laughs> it's not the kind of joy, um, where they're doing it because they're serving me. Mm-mm, no, because I wasn't really, obviously when they were serving me, obviously I, I paid attention, but it wasn't that. I watched them when they were one, when they were just talking to one another. I watched them when at, when they would clean off tables and they would go and like re-put silverware and water glasses down on tables. And how, you know, music was always playing, because we are in the DR, y'all, so you know, music is always playing through the restaurants and, you know, um, 
it was usually some Spanish or you know something. You know, it was always some something a little outbeat. And how these people, as they're working, would just break out and dance. Like they would just be stopped. And they're not dancing for us, as in the tourists who are there, because they aren't paying attention to us. They're going about their job. They are setting the table. They are cleaning. Like I watched one guy. He was like he was like sweeping the floor, mopping the um, brush mopping the floor, whatever. And um, he just stopped with his mop and he just started like doing his little cha-cha thing right there with that. And he was just literally, literally, literally jamming because in his heart, it was just this joy. And so I started saying, huh, <laughs> when was the last time I was at work and I just broke out of that dance? Like, <laughs> that is truly not a thing, people. <laughs> but it made me think about, wow, this guy who, you know, in, in the area we were at, uh, every $1 equal 42 of their dollars, of their pesos or whatever. So literally like 20, like, you know, it was ridiculous. It was like 20 cents or something. It was ridiculous. So, um, you know, and so for these people really to be, not have nearly as, as much as what the poorest American here has, for these people to have this thing in their spirit where they would just break out in this dance. For you to be in a spot where you just stop and you just dance for no reason, like you ain't dancing to show off for nobody, you ain't dancing because you don't went to the club that night, you ain't dancing because somebody done put this, 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 um, you're in this church and people are telling you to, you know, dance, dance, dance. Uh, no, <laughs> they're, they're dancing just because that is just where they are. And it was almost contagious because, like, one person would jump, be over there doing the, the table, you know, clean up the tables or whatever, and then somebody else would walk up and he would just start dancing with them and it would just be this, their own, and this was men and women people like they just had this joy in their spirit and I realized that's what I want like I want to be in a spot where no matter where I am and no matter what situation I'm in that I have learned to have this joy in my heart the kind of joy that just you know that just you know you smile because one you ain't got no choice but to smile you know what I'm saying? You you ain't you don't know no other way. And so now I started really watching these people and I really started paying attention to just how they live and how they and, and you know how they live and what's going on. And obviously there was people who weren't as friendly, right? But for the most part, the majority of them were very friendly. They were very, you know, they were very nice. Um it was just a different environment. It was a very and obviously they're a lot slower than we are here. Um but they just had this joy. And it was sort of crazy. And it was because it was Christmas time because I was down there. A lot of them, are, you know, are Christian. I think that is like the primary religion there. But what what really got me was the fact that they, because it's, it's hot. <laughs> so I'm in the mid-Atlantic. So, you know, for us, Christmas is about cold and all these twinkling lights everywhere. And, you know, if you're lucky, you might get a little bit of snow, you know. So... That's what Christmas looks like to me. It's a cold environment. So to be in an environment where it's warm and have a Christmas tree up and stuff like that, it just doesn't feel, you know, it doesn't really feel like Christmas to me because that's just not what I know it. You know, that's not what I know Christmas to be. But I realize for those of y'all who listen to this podcast, like in Hawaii or whatever, that's what Christmas looks like to you. I get it. (laughs) But for me, that's not what it looks like for me. So I was like, hmm, it's not because it's like the Christmas time because, you know, they wasn't saying like Merry Christmas or nothing like that. They were just living they just had this unspeakable laugh out loud 
joy in their hand, joy in their feet, you know, just, ah, just move. You know what I'm saying? And just, even while you cleaning, man, they cleaning. <laughs> they ain't like me sitting behind a desk all day. They are clean, they are cleaning, you know, for pennies, pennies on a dollar. And they still have this joy. So I started to um, really take, just just take some account on me and my life and what I value and what I think is important. And I, I realized that's what I want in my life. So what I pray for you all today, family, is that you find joy that even in the middle of your work day, you just have to stop and dance. That's what I pray for you. I mean, you know, you may look a little silly, <laughs> but you know what I realized too? They didn't care if they was looking silly. Cause you think about it now, we in a, we in a, you know, a restaurant or we in this, you know, the times when I would go to the, to the um, buffet, it's a huge, huge, huge spot. But they didn't even care about who was looking at them. They didn't even care. They just was doing them. And they was just in this peaceful, beautiful place. So I pray today that you find a spot and you get to a place in your life, especially as we get ready to close this year out and move into 2019. I pray that you find that joy in your heart. So much so that you just break out and dance. And you always have a smile on your face. And it's not just one of the ones that we put on with our mask. It's one of the ones that just literally comes from your heart. So you can't help but the smile. And you can't help but the dance. And you can't help but the laugh out loud. You know, and, and you always look for the good in, in people. And you always look for honest intent. Because that's what I also seen for noble intent. That's what I always, that's what I also seen with these people. You know, a lot of times these people, especially when you're in the, when you're doing the stuff, like, you know, when the people are, um, like the people who are doing stuff, like cleaning out the pool or things like that. You're not too tipping that pool guy. Like you're not tipping the guy at the pool. Not the guy, not not the person who's like serving you drinks and all like that. I'm talking like the person who's cleaning out the pool. You're not cleaning, you're not tipping him. The guy who was, you know, uh, the guy who was buffing the, you know, you know, cleaning, sweeping the grounds. You know, those guys are not being tipped. They're just working. But even those guys, you could watch these guys and they would just stop and they would just dance or they would just laugh and they was, you know, they were, you know, they were just in good places. They was in as good places and they got a tenth of what we got, a tenth. So I pray today that you find that joy. I'm going to look for that joy because I really want that joy, that joy that doesn't, that doesn't require something to be happening in my life. It doesn't require for for um, me to be getting all this stuff, for me to be accumulating all this stuff, uh, where it doesn't acquire, it, it doesn't mean that I have to go out here and um, try to be this to you or that to you, or, you know, it doesn't have to do any of that. It's just me being happy in me and being comfortable with who I am, being comfortable with where I am, and knowing that, you know, God has a, a plan for me. And in this moment, I'm going to dance. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? In this moment, why not? Why not? So, I hope this was helpful. I hope this brings you all joy and peace. And I'll talk to you next time.